Hey everybody, thanks for joining in. I'm just trying to get everything right because I would definitely be showing you my screen today for this quick, I don't know what to call this, I don't know, the webinar, introduction, let's see presentation. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Cheryl. I'm an inspiration transformation strategist. I am a certified life purpose coach, certified mental health professional, pastoral counselor, and speaker, and a whole lot more. That's selling author as well on Amazon. I'm so glad you tune in. Those of you who follow me, those of you who I work with now, and some of you are already enrolled in my programs um, at my Get Your Life Back Academy. The name of my coaching service is Get Your Life Back, and there's a lot of history behind that. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but everything I do is to help people break through barriers and propel into their purpose. So whatever that barrier is, it could be relationship barriers, it could be some negative core beliefs you have about yourself, and that has become a barrier in your life in order for you to move forward and live in and on your purpose, or live on purpose and in purpose. Um, just so many things that can be a barrier. It could be some, maybe some trauma you have gone through and experienced and it made you feel stuck and maybe you have some unhealed, some broken places that you need to heal and recover from. And so you can realize your potentials and what you have and, and embrace the inner genius in you and let all of that out that's been lying doormat inside of you for so long. So I am a certified life purpose coach. Now you know why. And I have been on my own journey of getting my life back in order on track things that i have not completed over the years you know growing up in my early um latter teens to my 20s and just things i didn't do like i didn't finish school i didn't finish high school i had to go back and get all my stuff back and i mean i went back it was a journey of me i started in my 30s going back to school starting from my ged to my mask to my bachelor's to my master's i skipped associates but all of that you know until now and then just working in the field, human services field for maybe about 12 years now, professionally that is, um, and then in ministry and so many other things because I'm also a minister ordained. And so I've had to go through so many different, I thank God I have achieved a lot of milestones, all part of getting my life back, putting the pieces of my life back together after you know getting a divorce and feeling kind of abandoned in some ways. I was able to pick up the pieces of my life and then I don't give all the credit to me. I give the credit to God, number one, and I give the credit to the community that I had around me. A lot of supportive people, friends, you know, helping me raise my daughter. And um, it's everything. I t it takes a village to help. I don't care, not just the child, but even adults. That's your support system. That's your support team. Even the church. I'm a, you know, big, I'm involved in the church heavily. So I have a lot of my, you know, my Christian um, brothers and sisters and the support that we give each other because, you know, there's people that you help as well. You you have friends and you have family members and you help each other and you collaborate. So I've learned the power of networking and collaborating and bartering and being there for each other. And because you just never know what life brains and what it could throw at you. So I'm so thankful, always grateful. I don't take anything for granted. I don't take people for granted. Everybody who played a part in making sure I achieve some goals, I reach my destiny, still headed towards destiny, because we can serve several purposes while we in this life. And so I thank God for everybody who played a role. I thank God for everybody who was on assignment, even if they didn't know they was on assignment, to make sure that I completed some goals and milestones in my life. So this is what I'm here to do for you. Um, you or somebody who's listening that you need to share this with, please do so. And please subscribe to my channel, Cheryl White, How I Get Your Life Back. Subscribe, like, comment. I like. I love to hear your feedback. It helps me come up with more content because I'm listening to you. This video, or actually what I'm going to talk about, um, is inspired by those people, people that I work with, friends, family members, and just discussions I've been having lately about love. And you saw, see the title is talking about love and looking in a mirror and loving yourself. And as I mentioned before, when you start to uncover some things and you hear from some places, heal from some places, you get to see the value that you really have. Maybe some of you knew the value, but it was buried because of whatever happened to you, what you have gone through in life. And then some of you didn't know that you had so much value. Some of you don't even know that you got a hidden genius inside of you. Some of you don't know that you are very intellectual and smart and brilliant. Nobody has spoken that over your life. Nobody has told you that. So if you've never heard that before, I'm telling you right now, you just need to discover what your genius is. And so I do have a program for that called our Purpose Passion Finder Workshop, where it's a group coaching program and everything is already prepared for you. Ebook, workbook, everything to help you discover, uncover, 
identify and then actually operate in your passion and your purpose and know that you can serve many purposes in different seasons. I can, our purpose can change. And so, but you get to see the true values that you have, your strengths, and maybe thinking about monetizing all that you are and you become your own brand. You are a brand. Your name is a brand. Your story is a brand. Everything that you have gone through is something or a product or a service that can help somebody else. You'll find out why you are here and who you're supposed to be serving while you're here. There's work to do while you're in the land of the living. And I want you to know that and somebody needed to hear that. So anyway, um, today I'm going to do a little presentation talking about my love. I'm so excited. I finally launched my learning how to love yourself or learning how to love on you, right? Because that's what we're going to be talking about. Loving on you. Some of you not used to that. You take care of everybody else. You took care of other people. Um, you neglected yourself in the process. And so sometimes you feel like, who am I? Like, what is my identity? Maybe you are battling with an identity crisis. So you're trying to figure out, again, putting the pieces of your life back together to figure out why you're here. So you have the existential thing going on, like, okay, why am I here? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? And sometimes when we go through several experiences in life, it leaves us feeling that way because a part of that life or that situation or relationship was part of who we was at that time. We identified ourselves with that or with whom we were with. And then sometimes when that is severed and you divorced yourself from a situation or person, place or thing, <laughs> sometimes you feel a little lost. You feel like you're unsure. You're not sure what you're supposed to be doing now and how are you going to make this work and what do I need to do? So everything always starts with self-love. Everything starts with love. When you love yourself, when you are confident, okay, then you have some kind of assurance inside that you're going to be okay. You're not codependent on people or places or things. You should be codependent upon God. Most of you know I'm a Christian-based coach and everything that I do. So I'm going to be talking about God. I may throw in some scripture or whatever. Um, but because he is who helped put my life back together, even the people that he used, he uses people. He, okay, so I'm, I'm believing that God is using me right now to be a blessing to your life and to pour into you like people poured into me and planted seeds and I'm planting seeds. So everything I create, and I'm getting this revelation right now because I always said it's a purpose, yes, and God is in it. But everything that I create for people, services, products, anything that I do or a speaking um, point, whatever, writing a book, I'm sowing seeds into my listeners, audiences, life, my clients, life, people that I encounter and that I'm able to help. I don't care if it's just being an ear to a person going through something. I want to be able to plant seeds and leave a mark that cannot be erased and leave something, deposit something in them that's going to catapult them into their purpose. And that's what I'm all about. So some people may call me a spiritual midwife because I have a way, and I know this is God's, God's anointing, God's gift. I take no glory for myself. I just acknowledge who I am in God. And see, that's the difference between having confidence, knowing who you are, the influence and impact that you have on other people. So acknowledging that is not being puffed up or self-righteous or whatever name you want to give it. It's recognizing who you are and the power that you possess that God has given you. That's confidence, beloved. It's different than thinking you got it all together on your own. You have arrived. You, you have the answer. You the be all, know all and everything. And you don't need, no, I needed people. You know, you think you don't need, no, no, no. Because everybody who was is still in my path, the people that are serving me as I'm serving them, we play a purpose in each other's life. We help each other get to things, achieve some things, accomplish some things, okay? Because we want to see each other win. That's the people you should have in your life anyway. That's a whole nother conversation, but I want to be able to plant seeds within whatever I do. I want to deposit something. And so I pray that even this presentation, talking about love, um, self-love, self-confidence, so raise your self-esteem and your improve your self-concept and all of that um, will be a seed that I planted in you today. So let's get into this. And I'm going to talk to you more about learning how to love you workshop and masterclass that's already launched. I'm so excited about that. I can't wait to hear the testimonials that will come out of that as well. So what I'm going to do is share my screen, my PowerPoint. Yes, there we go. What I'm going to do is make this a whole thing. 
let's make it one let's go there we go okay yes yes so you know you see that question there right do you love that person in the mirror do you love that person in the mirror ask yourself that question let me give you a few seconds to think about that and how are you doing how are you feeling about yourself which was happening right now around you so i want you to be vulnerable i want you to be honest you know even though i'm doing this and i'm doing it in, of course in a positive spirit and bring my little humor into it and laughter because that's what i do i really want you to be introspective through this whole presentation and i want you to ask yourself these questions you know hoping this would be a good time to be by yourself and just think about things because a lot of times we're so busy we don't have time to process and ask ourselves these questions and get internal and evaluate and assess where we are how we feeling how we feel about our future how we feel about the present you know all of that what vision do i have in my life but we're going to start with the inside stuff again starting with love self-love so yes we're going to talk about confidence that self-concept self-concept is the way you perceive yourself and also what you think other people see about you um and then your core belief is could be how you really feel about yourself it could be it could be positive or negative but in the most case right now, when you say core belief, you're talking about that negative internal voice or thought that you have about yourself that you may not even have verbalized with anybody else. Like maybe you feel unworthy, you know, deep down, nobody knows. You have a spirit of, um, uh, what do you call it, imposter syndrome or low self-esteem. You feel like you're disqualified to do almost anything because you've gone through stuff and you think that just disqualified you. In that case, all of us need to take down our awnings and have several seats. So that's not the case because we all have something. Um, so anything, any of those things, those no, those are core beliefs that you feel believe about yourself. You may have gone through stuff, but that what you have gone through don't have to define you. It doesn't define you, as a matter of fact. So I want you because at the end of the day, I want you to love who you see in the mirror. So do you love that person in the mirror? This is about loving yourself, which is the key to enjoying life, embracing healthy relationships and connections and living on purpose and again my name is cheryl howard um the course that i'm going to talk to you about later actually is a master class slash workshop is in my academy academy called get your life back academy so remember that get your life back academy something that i had to do and so that's my theme you have a theme that follows you over your life there's something that you do something you're great at something about you that follows you and i'm here to help you figure out just what that is especially in that purpose fashion finder workshop okay let's move right along i'm gonna move myself over here you probably won't see me but i'm just moving this to the side there is an old expression never judge a book by its cover now the only problem with this is people often do right judges just by looking at us. Sometimes they, they come up with a conclusion or judgment. Sometimes people leave us in our past because of something we've gone through. You know, they just believe that's who we are. That's the sum total of who we are. All of us have experiences in life. All of us go through different stages and we evolve and move on. Think about it. How many times have you gone into a bookstore and been attracted to a book because it has an eye-catching cover? Most of us. That's what makes us pick up the book in the first place. Like, hmm, you know, always see that title sticking out. You're like, hmm, that's like an interesting book. Let me grab that. Books that look worthy but dull rarely make it to the bestsellers list. Isn't that something? Books that look worthy, right? Look worthy but dull rarely make it to the bestsellers list. I want you to think about yourself when I said that. You're worthy. You're worthy. Somebody else may think, it's dull people don't it's just like think about how sometimes the shows that get best ratings on tv or film sometimes it could be a movie that have so much substance it's so great you think everybody in the world need to see this movie but because it's not like the, it's not the same maybe as as what's popular out there now it's not trending right but it's quality but it may seem dull to people because we are conditioned that's a whole nother topic we are conditioned in our society um, of what beauty is and you know what's popping and all this stuff what's trending and so sometimes that won't be the the most popular book people will pick up that will make the bestsellers list but if you read that book you will feel like just like a movie this should have been on the bestseller list, list. these actors should have got an oscar but they don't there's a lot of actors we can even think about just using the arts for a minute 
um, that we know are quality actors. They're trained, they're professional. They're so great and they never win an award sometime or the, the awards that they should win. But when you have a conversation with people around you, we all agree that that person has quality. In fact, publishers spend thousands of dollars getting the cover design exactly right before a book is even launched. It's all part of the marketing process. See, when you know your value and you love yourself, then you know how to come out in the world and show up. What's inside of you will show up on the outside. That love and that confidence, you'll start to walk in that thing. You don't have to do any extra. You don't have to do no acrobatics because when you know who you are, people can sense it. They feel it. That she loved herself. People are attracted to love. We know that, number one. People are attracted to self-love. And think about this. We market ourselves daily. Now, how are you marketing yourself? Is it the woe is me? Is it the I love me? I think I'm special. I think I'm quality. Is it the I'm all right? You know, I've got a, a few things, but, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a little dull. You know, so, again, it goes to your core beliefs, right? Just like a book, people judge us by the way we appear to them. As a matter of fact, we judge ourselves by our reflection. Yes, by our reflection, what, we, what it looks like or what we've gone through. And so we forget all about what's we, what we possess and what we carry. We forget all about our value and we focus on this outside stuff. And we focus on the things that we have gone through. What's seen on the outside is a clue to what lies within. Now that's a sila moment. That means pause and think about that for a moment. Let that digest in your spirit. What's seen on the outside is a clue to what lies within. So what lies inside of you? What, what are you feeling? What do you believe about yourself? If you walk in a spirit of unworthiness, low self-esteem, major insecurities, because I believe we all can have different insecurities, but sometimes some people are insecure about everything, about themselves. So think about all of that. The converse is also true, the reverse. Anyway, so if you wanna give your confidence a perceived boost, let's talk about the outside first, cause you know the insiders will count, but let's talk about the outside for a moment. Cause sometimes that's your journey. Sometimes in your path to building your confidence and self-love, you may start on the outside because you wanna feel good. You know, you may change your appearance or something. So let's get into that our confidence, a perceived boost. The simplest way is to change your appearance so you can look the way you want or present. And it does do a little something for you when you feel like you're looking good, you're, you're groomed, you're clean shaven for the men out there, um, for the women, your hair looks nice, you got your nails done and your feet done. First of all, you pampered yourself. That's an act of self-love. I'm not gonna leave that out. And self-care. So you've done that, right? Um, so it feels good for that moment. But we know that that can't cure or heal some broken places in the inside, but it could be a start. So that's why I put this up here. True. Okay, so let's, let's back up a little bit. So you can look the way you want and present, but no, true confidence comes from within. Now, changing the outside can be a start because oftentimes we can be less confident about our look, features, and style, etc. And we can reinvent by doing a makeover. People get makeovers all the time. So sometimes that is a starting point. Now, I'm not suggesting you do drastic methods such as cosmetic surgery. Surgeries may not always look real anyway. And so we know whatever we do on the outside is bottom line, it, it's not gonna necessarily heal what's going on in here. Some people do, some people think they have to do all of that and they still unhappy. And unless you know, let them know, I gotta fix what's going on inside, how I feel about myself. Or I'm always gonna feel this way. I don't care what outer garment I wear, I'm still battling with something inside that makes me feel unlovable. What you need to show is that you are genuinely care, that you genuinely care about what's happening internally. What you need to show is that, okay, I, I'm repeating myself again. This is where we have to become introspective by examining our core beliefs about ourselves, the roots of our core beliefs, and apply cognitive behavioral approaches to feel and do better. That means change the way we think, then we can change the behavior, we can change our actions, we can change the way we treat ourselves. That's the behavior. This is how life coaching, therapy, counseling, and growing spiritually can be a remedy. Now, yes, this is a, most of the approaches are one major um, 
method or methodology or intervention that we use with clients. Even as a life coach and I'm also a mental health professional, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, is one of the main methods that we use to help people when it's dealing with their mindset and then we want to change their action and how they behave in life and what they do. So it always starts with the mind, how you, what you believe about yourself, how you perceive things, what's your perspective on things. A lot of times that needs to be changed. We know that we behave mostly because of what we have gone through and how we think and feel. And so cognitive behavioral approach is let's deal with the cognitive, meaning the way you think, your cognitive processes, the way you process stuff, the way you um, store information or, or it, all of that has to do with your cognitive cognition. Then when you change that or work on that, it starts to change the way you act because now you think different about something. So cognitive behavioral therapy is like, okay, if you change the way you think, then you'll do things differently, right? Okay. Oh, I said a whole lot just to explain that, but I just want to make, I just want to give you a picture of what that looks like. We're still talking about the outside. So dress nicely. I'm sure you've got a few good pieces of clothes lurking somewhere in your closet that you only get out on days and holidays. Get them out now. See, and now I'm going to teach you a different behavior because you got to do things differently. You know, you're waiting for certain days. Look nice now. Why wait just until that day? This is treating yourself. There's people that do this, and I love it. They make sure they take care of themselves, and that makes the difference between maybe them and you, is that they love themselves, and we're trying to get you to that point if you're not there, so they want to treat themselves to feel great. They, they can go into a restaurant alone because they don't associate eating out at a nice restaurant with dating. What they do is say, I'm hungry. I want something good to eat. I want some quality food. So I'm going to go into this restaurant and I'm going to have a nice dinner, brunch, breakfast, lunch, or whatever. I don't, you know, we live in that kind of society. So, you know, watching all the movies that we've seen and love and they're beautiful, but we can't associate treating yourself kind and nice and dating yourself that you always have to be with somebody else. You have to learn to treat yourself good. And like I said, when you do that, you will attract healthy, good people in your life. You attract the person that you're looking for. Because if you treat yourself good, they're gonna treat you good. They're gonna respect you because you respect yourself. Okay, so get them out now, out of the closet. If you can't afford, can afford it, go on a shopping spree or trip to an upmarket mall or department store. You can find awesome, unique bargains at a thrift store. Let me tell you, even though I shop at a few of my favorite stores, and I still look for bargains. I don't care about go to Macy's, which I don't go too much anymore because I think they overpriced a little bit, um, honestly. But I'll look for bargains if I go there and find the deals. But look, I go to a lot of stores that have some good deals. I mean, let's, let's break it down. Um, you got Max, you got, I'm sorry, you got TJ Maxx, you got Marshalls, you got Burlington, you got, uh, for those of you who live in states that have uh, my favorite store, which is Ross dress from oh my gosh I can sing Russ all day but there's a lot of stores and, and I'm also a thrifter because I know the thrift stores to go to where people give away quality clothes and I'm saying even designer brand for those of you who um, who love designer clothes and of course I like to design a brand if it's quality because I don't go to look for the brand I look for quality and of course usually it's usually designer some everything has a design a name a brand on it but you know what I'm talking about those popular design brands we like well I find some beautiful stuff at the thrift stores and I see a whole lot of people at the thrift store who have money so don't think it or get it twisted that the only people that shop at thrift stores are those who maybe have low income or they're poor no honey some of you already know, when you go to the thrift store, there are thrift stores even on the upper echelon side of town and neighborhoods. Look who's shopping in them stores. Some of them just smart. They're not putting all their money into certain material things. Wealthy, smart people make investments. They have real estate. They have businesses. And they have money saved or they travel and they do other things. So don't think that you know, all their money's going to all these expensive brands and stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. So that's the mistake that we do sometimes. And we end up shopping and spending our last, our rent, come on now, our rent money, car note, on some clothes, or on some piece of furniture. It don't make any sense. Let's get our priorities straight. But again, sometimes we do that because we have a lack of love. And we call it, um, what do we call it, uh, retail therapy. Because for a moment, you feel good when you're out shopping, you buy things for yourself. And yes, it can feel good, but don't overextend to the point where now, because you're trying to fill a void, you find yourself doing things. Like, you know, people sometimes they eat. 
they go on an eating binge and they eat a lot or um, they some kind of habit they get into and they can't stop. Shopping can be another one. You find yourself just buying and buying just because you want to keep feeling good. Without doing it, you don't feel good about yourself. So these are the things you should look for. That's why I always encourage you to talk to a therapist or a counselor or a coach or somebody that can help you in this area because you want to break this. See, this is part of breaking the barriers, breaking these things that won't allow you to move forward. Okay. Um, don't sleep on the thrill. I talked about that. Or consignment shops is another one. Check out fashion magazines beforehand so you can get an idea of what's in right now and adapt what adapt to what you see to fit your own personal style. Just a few new pieces can revive an otherwise um, Italian wardrobe, right? So if you want to make some changes, these are the little changes that you can begin to make. Get your hair done. If you had the same hairstyle for a few years, consider a change. Look, you can even try going to a different stylist or a barber. A new different stylist or barber may charge you a little bit more than your regular stylist will, but the results may be worth it. Sometimes you got to step out and do something different. Show others that you care about yourself and they will respond accordingly. Just kind of said that, right? Self-concept, what you think is what you are. Here's another old saying for your twinkle for you. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, what you think is what you are. Just like they say, what you, you become what you eat, or you are what you eat. If you eat a lot of junk, you're going to start to feel like junk. It's, it's going to, at some point, what you're doing on the inside, again, is going to show up on the outside. You have to take care of yourself, beloved, your body, your temple, your mind, your spirit, your, your, mental, your mental. You have to care about that, and other people will follow suit. You treat people how to treat you by treating yourself a certain way. That can be negative or positive. I want you to remember that. You treat people how to treat you by the way you behave. People watch. And so they learn a behavior based on the behavior that you are displaying yourself. Okay, maybe I just made that one up. Because <laughs> we know go twinkle, 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 little star, how I wonder what you are, where you are, whatever. Okay, it doesn't matter anyway. But what, what you think about yourself does matter. In fact, it matters a whole lot. Self-concept, the ideal or mental image one has of oneself and one's strength, weaknesses, etc., and, and self-image as well. Way too often we beat ourselves up about things that aren't really important. This develops a negative self-image. We don't love ourselves because we feel incapable of being loved. Other people pick upon us. Um, unscrupulous people take advantage of it. Each setback can knock your confidence down. As your confidence ebbs away, feelings of self-loathing creep in. You feel as though you may, you might as well have, or, or maybe you're a loser. Um, uh, you know, or, or I was saying, um, you feel as though you may as well have loser tattooed across your forehead, <laughs> right? You feel like you're walking around with the sign, everybody beat on me, or I'm a loser, and you know, and sometimes we are wearing stuff. So again, we're talking about outside and inside and how they contrast to each other. Okay, break the cycle now. I'm all about breaking cycles. I'm all about breaking generational things. Sometimes we learn behavior from family members and not even blaming them because they had their own set of issues and trauma and whatever caused them to live life a certain way. However, if we live in that same environment, we can pick up those habits and that belief and that core negative belief, right? Excuse me, guys. Okay, when you learn to think positively, you start to see things in a different light. Now we get into changing your perspective and changing your perception. I'm not saying you should be like Pollyanna or view the world through rose-colored glasses. Sometimes life really is hard and there's no getting away from it. Yet times are often, or times are the exception, not the rule. Negative self-talk. Stop negative self-talk. You know the voice in your head telling you that you're not good enough or you can't have or get, deserve, whatever. There's no such word as can't. Look it up in a dictionary if you don't believe me. One way to start reaping the benefits of all that positive thinking we've been talking about over the last couple of days, the reason why I say that because I've been having conversations, I've been focused on um, for this month, love, self-love in, in different aspects. Um, so that's why I said over a couple of days, actually a couple of weeks, <laughs> this whole month of, yeah, I could say going from November to December. This is 2020. Um, one way to start reaping the benefits of all that positive thinking we've been talking about 
um, is to simply act positively even with yourself. So again, it starts with you. You have to do the work. It's not always easy, but even if you go see a professional, you have to, at the end of the day, apply everything you've learned, every strategy, every tool they have given you at some point. Prayerfully, when you have worked with someone for a while or worked on yourself, some people don't go to anybody, but they do the work themselves. You get to a place where you're strong enough that you can be consistent and maintain this new behavior so that you can implement every tool and strategy that you have learned to make a difference in your own life and be your own life coach. At the end of the day, that's what the end goal is. Whoever you work with, that you're able to do this on your own and you got this from here. You and God, that is. Okay, so think about it for a moment. You are what you do. Actions speak louder than words and your character is formed by your actions. When you change your actions, you change your character. When you change your actions, you change your character. Now let that sit and that's a sealer moment. Set small goals you can easily achieve. So this way you won't get overwhelmed. Sometimes you think down the line, I want to be this way and I want to, okay, let's start now with some small changes. Everything is going to lead you to that. Change your behavior, change your mindset and lead you to your life of living on purpose with intention. Each success helps to boost your confidence. Each success. Reward yourself for every success. This is what I tell my clients all the time, no matter how small. So I, I always try to teach my clients and, pe and people around me to acknowledge those win-wins in your life. Those things that we call little, but it's really not little because it's leading you somewhere, it's propelling you forward. And to acknowledge that and learn not to wait for other people to do it. You be the first cheerleader for yourself. And you acknowledge what you've done. If you have to write it down, if you create a calendar and, and talk about what, because I, I do this too, I have certain worksheets I use with my clients and I want them to record what they've done well today or with whatever goal they set out for themselves, what percentage of this goal have they met? And if they didn't meet it, it's okay. Don't beat up yourself. We can get to it again. Life is not over. It's not the end of the world because see, sometimes that mindset, that core belief will take them there in a, in a quick minute. As soon as something happened, I knew it. I knew it. That's what we call all or nothing thinking in psychology, all of nothing. You feel like, okay, if I don't do it right, I'm just going to shut it down. I'm not going to do it at all. This is what stopped you. This is a barrier that some of you deal with and you stop yourself and you end up self-sabotaging your own purpose. Okay, so tell yourself you deserve each success. You are worthy of it. So looking in the mirror, this is good to do this. Look in the mirror and tell yourself this. I want you to get used to praising yourself esteeming yourself, loving yourself. So if you got to recite these things and go in the mirror, do it or whatever you need to do. Look in your phone, whatever. Look at your reflection in somewhere and talk to yourself. The road to a better you starts with baby steps and that's fine. Soon you'll be taking long, long strides. Book of positive acts. Okay, this is not in the Bible. This is in my Bible. <laughs> Anyway, act in a positive way. Be proactive. This is you participating in every, some of the steps already given you, some of the strategies to kind of help boost your confidence and self-esteem. This is you being proactive. Don't just wait for stuff to happen. If you can see what's likely to happen to you down to and in, it's bad. Take an action to avoid it. I always tell people I work with, especially those who just kind of let life be, I always say you can't let life just happen to you. God given us tools. He given us, he's, he's equipped us with what we need, but we just have to learn to tap back into it. Like I said, for whatever reason, you got to find again who you are. Got to move all this stuff and then take the stuff off of you, stuff that you bury yourself under. I'm just picturing this in my head, that you climbing out of something and move all this stuff to find yourself again. But you don't let life just happen to you. Oh, well, people, you might have said this, said these kind of words that come out your mouth. Well, you know, well, what's going to be is what's going to be, right? It is what it is. That's because you allowing it to be what it is when you have the power to make some changes. And I'm trying to help you tap into that power, your strength, your ability, your values. So you can see and you can say, okay, know what? I am a co-creator. God is the creator. I'm a co-creator. This is a partnership. God will give you, he'll lay it out. He laid everything out in his word. We have to implement. We have to apply. So we can see the outcome and we can, re we can see the promises. The word says the promises of God are yes and amen. They are yes and amen. You can count on it. But we don't get to see it because we are not an active 
participant in this and our purpose in this thing called life. So we just let life happen to us. Well, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, what can I do? You can do a lot and you can say a lot. I talk about prophesying over your life, but that's a whole nother thing. But that's just speaking things into your life. I mean, speaking uh, who God said you are and speaking, calling out those things you see inside yourself, those values, that's those strengths. Speaking to yourself, speaking over your life. Because a lot of times, some of us are broken because someone else spoke over our life, negative stuff, and we're walking in it. And so you're learning how to become empowered enough to speak and take control of your own life. I want you to be an active participant in your journey of loving yourself and everything else that you do. Okay. What if, okay, no, okay. It's just like you would if you were driving a car. Alternatively, if you can see there's something good ahead, make sure you get to it. So when you start to see your value and your strengths, your passion, your purpose, it sparks something inside of you where you want to see the other side now. For a while, you might have been in a dark tunnel. You kind of accept it. You kind of receive where you are and, and just think this is just it. But when you start to come out of that thing, little by little, you climbing out of that rubbish that's on top of you, something inside says, now you're in what we call, okay, motivational interview. And I want to talk about that for a moment. That is another method that we use, especially with people who have substance abuse issues or any kind of addictive behaviors. We use it in all different, working with different people, right? A motivational interview is moving people through different stages, stages of change. And so um, the first stage sometime might be pre-contemplation stage is where, I'm going to talk about, I think it's four stages, four stages I'm going to cover, is where they're not really seeing a need for change right now. Like, I really need to make these changes and do what everything that Cheryl is saying. I don't think that's me. Yet, something clearly is happening. First of all, that's the thing that brought your attention to this presentation. The other thing is... Um, you're being in denial, which is very dangerous because you're not addressing and dealing with these things that you have, these issues. We're going to talk about the issues that flow out of you. Um, so it's pre-contemplation stage. You, you're not really thinking about it. You know, you're listening, but you're not listening. Mm. Contemplation stage is when you're thinking about, maybe I do need to, I need to pay close attention to this. Because some of this, even if everything don't apply to me, maybe I can eat the meat and spit out the bones. That's what I tell myself about things I feel like. But let me see. Because it may be something I can walk away with. I may, a seed may be deposited in my life that's going to help me down the line. So it may not apply to me now, but something may happen where I'm going to remember this presentation and say, oh, I remember A, B, C, and D, right? So contemplation stage, you're thinking about maybe entertaining, engaging, participating. Then you have the, so I, I think I want to talk about three stages, pre-contemplation, contemplation, and preparation stage. And this is when you are actively involved in doing what you need to do to make, create change in your life. So that is motivational interviewing, motivational interviewing. So, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but anyway, I want to talk about that. So you become an active participant again. You go ahead, you see something on the other side and you're like, you know what? I want to give myself a chance and, and, and see and live the outcome. I want to see it. I want to get to the other side of the tunnel. I want to see the light. I want to walk in it. Be generous too. Help other people to share in all the good stuff. Be generous, generous with your time as well as with your money. Helping, now this is giving. This is part, part, part of it for you. You develop a sense of gratitude. You become altruistic because you're doing things to help other people that's what being altruistic is and it makes you feel good by serving other people so that's another way of feeling love about yourself you're doing something for someone else you're coming outside of your world you're not this narcissistic you know some not everybody's narcissistic that feel a certain way or all the things i'm talking about but sometimes it can lead you that way with it's woe is me and everything is about you you know you you it's like you walk around as the victim forever and you play that role in your life far too long. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, helping others that help you feel better about yourself. And some of you can already testify to that. Helping other folk to achieve their ambitions can give you a nice warm feeling inside. When you feel good about yourself, you're one step closer to loving yourself. See, some of these things are so simple. We just have to do them, but you just needed me to come along to be your pusher. I'm your pusher. <laughs> Okay, so stop telling yourself you can't. Remember, can't is not in a dictionary. 
When you take action, you won't succeed all of the time. That's just how life is. But when you do nothing, again, you just got to act a participant, your failure rate will be 100%. Like Henry Ford said, it doesn't matter if you think you can or think you can't. Either way, you're right. Think about how you are what you say. Physically and consciously, make the effort to appear more confident and friendly. Now you're starting to change your behavior. We talked about updating your parents early on, right? But now take it one step further. Stand tall and confident. Walk with purpose and direction. Talk to people in a positive way. Because you're treating people, you, you're treating other people the way you want them to treat you. Look them in the eyes and give a firm handshake. Now that's going to deal, that's going to help a lot of you with low self-esteem issue, low worth self-worthiness and all that stuff. Because when you walk a, a lot of times in that and in insecurities, sometimes you have a hard time looking people in their eyes. That's, is that any of you? I battle with, I don't want to say I battle with it. I felt myself doing that growing up a little bit because my mom, I know she talked about having her own insecurities and her not always doing that. And so as I got older and recognized that sometimes I do that, I became conscious of that behavior and started doing things to purposely look people in the eye I'm more, because I did do it, but I know sometimes I wouldn't because of maybe insecurity or, you know, then you pick up habits, like I said, from our parents. You can pick up, you can, you can, um, not to say pick up, I guess, um, learn insecurity um, symptoms or whatever you want to call it from our people that we around, actually. So I started doing things on purpose to feel confident. Let me tell you one thing I did, and you're probably going to laugh. <laughs> I remember that I never wanted to feel little or um, I guess my self-esteem, I didn't want it to be low. So when I start, no, I know what it was, not just, it wasn't a low self-esteem. You know, when I grew up, when I was younger, you know, I experienced a little bullying, you know, growing up. And so I got tired of being picked on and not standing up for myself. So one of the things I did on my own, so I used to do my own self-therapy all the time when I was young. I would walk down the street and tell myself, I'm going to walk straight down the street. I'm not going to let somebody make me move to the other side. Anybody here does that? You just automatically move out of other people's way? So I thought about that one day. I'll tell you, boy. <laughs> now I know why I do what I do. The more I talk about myself growing up and things I have encountered, I can see why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I know that I'm in my purpose. That's a good feeling, guys. That's a good feeling. But anyway, I would purposely say, I'm going to walk straight. I don't care who's coming my direction. I'm going to keep walking straight. They're going to have to go around me. That was my part of my journey of standing up and being firm for myself, standing tall and having confidence and not being a pushover and not being a people pleaser because I would appease people. I will always accommodate other people so they can feel comfortable, so they can feel good while neglecting myself. So that was something I just, I don't know, I came, came up in my head. I said, I was going to sit and do that. I am a thinker, so I was sitting and thinking, you know, problem solve and try to find a solution and all that good stuff. Um, and that's what I started doing. So I just had to give that little picture. I know somebody identified with that just now. I know, I feel it in my bones. Okay, now, where am I? Walk, in, walk with purpose and direction. Talk to people in a positive way. Look them in the eyes and give them a firm handshake. When you put energy into your actions, you'll soon start to notice a difference. Now, I know a lot of fathers do this with their sons. They um, teach their sons how to shake hands, be firm, be confident. And this is a lot of this stuff we women didn't learn at, but some of you men, or most of you men may have learned that because that's part of raising up a boy and a, man, and a young man because these are things they have to do in the world, go out. Now, we're doing it as well, but there was a time where it was mostly men that was negotiating on a golf course or taking care of business or, you know, they talk about, that's what men does. You know, they have their own issues that, and the pressure that come onto them from our society. All this pressure to, you know, be somebody and, and it, you know, so it, it feels good to them. You know, they have this competitive spirit. So they want to talk about what they do for a living, what you do for a living, exchange cards and all this stuff that we women are doing now as well. More of us are doing it. It was always some women doing it, but we are own sheroes now. Okay. So we learning these things. We're learning how to shake that hand, look someone in the eye. Women, for those of you who are here, we are learning that we can go into the boardroom or we can have an interview and we can negotiate, especially if we have put work into ourselves, our skill set and all of that. 
that was one of my prayers that I'll be able to do that one day. And I thank God I have came to that place. You know, after doing the work and investing myself by going to school and doing things, and I feel good that I can go, if I'm working for somebody, I can go and say, this is my minimum rate that I would like to get paid. Even if I'm contracting, this is my hourly rates. This is what, because you know what? It's not, it's not even really about so much of self-worth. It is, but it's really about calculating your needs financially. And if you have certain bills, if you have mapped out and calculated your expenses for the month or for the week, you know what you need to get paid in order to meet to pay those bills. So these are the things sometimes we haven't learned when we just go in, we just automatically settle for the lowest. Okay, I'll take that. Not knowing your worth. Well, that stops right here. We're not, we're no longer doing that. Okay. We changed the game. <laughs> anyway, practice a new behavior of demonstrating acts of service for yourself. This is one of Gary Chapman's love language. It entails appreciating and feeling good when someone does things for you and serve you in some kind of capacity. That's an act of service. Somebody can do something for you. It could be opening the door, cooking you um, your favorite dish, washing the clothes for you. Um, it could be your spouse. They clean up the house, even though I believe the husband and wife should clean up the house because both of them live there. But that's a whole other topic we get into. But anyway, those things that sometimes maybe take some of the um, burden off of you of doing something, that's an act of service. That can be a turn off for um, somebody, a, a spouse. Like, wow, my husband or my wife did that for me today. You know what I'm saying? It makes you feel good and you want to treat them. Okay. Um, hey, your love language could now be the sixth one. Now, I found out recently that there's a sixth love language because we live in a different time. Things change. We communicate differently, right? We show people we love them using different things, mediums, situations or whatever that is social media communicating and appreciating and, and processing love through social media so because a lot of people most of us we find some kind of way that we communicate on social media facebook twitter instagram linkedin and all the other things that are that's out there youtube whatever and we use these we use these mediums now and so because we use them, we communicate certain messages to certain people. Anyway, I have this link here. If you go to www.5lovelanguage.com forward slash quizzes, you can take a love language quiz if you want to find out what your love language is. And it don't have to be one. It can be multiple ones. And I just wanted you to do that and go have fun and then kind of know more about yourself. What is your love language? What can somebody do? to make you feel loved or that they love you. I'm sorry, I want you to love yourself first. However, to feel loved by that other person, what's your love language? If you know that, you can communicate that to your friends, your family, your soon-to-be husband or wife or down the line, you wanna get married or whatever the case is, your, your, your um, significant other. Um, you can help them understand what makes you happy or feel happy about the relationship. When I say stuff like happy and love, I'm always promoting that you love yourself and you learn to be happy. People can't make you happy. You make yourself happy because when you do that, you become codependent and you allow other people to have power over your life and you base your happiness off of a human being. That's not good. That's idolatry. That's like worshiping a person and allow them to become your God. Do not do that. But when I say make you happy, I mean in terms of the relationship, you are happy with this individual and so they can, you give them information. So they say, you know what? I know this makes so-and-so happy. I'm going to do this for them today. I'm going to spend this other love language. It's like quality time, you know, giving gifts. Maybe some the significant other giving you gifts to you means they love you. They care about you. For some of you, the acts of service, and, you know, and all of the other love languages. So let's move on to the next one. Avoid these people, please. There are some people out there who just seem to carry around their own little cloud of negativity. No matter what you do, they will find fault with you. They can potentially cause you to hate yourself as much as they hate, they hate you. It's best to stay away from negative people. No, most of these people have self-hate, are miserable and unhappy with themselves. So they subconsciously project their own internal struggle onto you. It could be the internal anger, dislike for themselves. And they're taking it out on you. Sometimes they don't even realize they're doing this. Proverbs 4 and 23, the book of Proverbs in the Bible, chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. 
So part of taking care of yourself and the self-love and this whole journey is finding a way, it's, it's, it's preserving your heart, it's preserving yourself, it's loving on yourself because out of it does flow the issues of life. People can see your issues, whatever they are. <laughs> okay. Pursue a new job if your boss employer is a narcissist or is always giving you a hard time using this, this, to, this to serve a point or to prove a point. Okay. You know this type of person I'm talking about. They take credit for all the good stuff you do, but publicly berate you for even the tiniest error. If conversations around the water cooler is always about what's crummy or volatile or how this place is a volatile place to work, volatile place to work, it's time to dust off your resume, update it, and start sending it out instead of sitting and wallowing and sending over and over again. Again, you have to be the bondage breaker. You gotta break this up. You can create change. Once you know that, that means you're empowered enough to know I can do something about this. Even if it take a little longer and God give you the grace to bear the situation you're in now until things change, you have to first know that you can. That is empowerment. Just saying I can is empowerment as opposed to saying I can't. Likewise, you want to drop negative friends. If they're always spewing out disdain, disgruntled, or unhappy and giving you a hard time, finding faults, making fun of you, and devaluing your feelings and opinions, they're not truly your friends. And then maybe they need healing as well because they could be projecting their own stuff on you. <laughs> your real friends will accept and love you unconditionally, even with the love of Christ. It's because they may not always agree with things you do or say, but because of the love of Christ that dwells within inside them, they can love you and tolerate stuff. I'm just saying, I have to throw that in there. Avoiding these Avoiding these. Keep negative family contact to a minimum. Now you're taking control of your life at this point. While you can't ditch your family as easy as you can ditch your friends, you can choose when you see them and minimize the opportunities. Okay. Finally, you may have to stay off or fast from social media to avoid these trolls or even create new accounts and do a redo, a revamp, or a renew your social media networks such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Social media can bring out or present the best in people and can be an excellent tool for business and personal exposure with good intentions. Consequently, it's increasingly being used to bring out the worst in human nature. People can hide behind a cloak of anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> you know, you get those words, you get tongue twisted. Like, did I say that right? Anonymity. There you go. Okay. To spread their poison, their charm, beguile, deception, etc. To undermine your confidence. Use filters to screen them out or if all else fails, shut down, delete your account permanently or for a season and stay off the platform except for professional purposes only. So some of you may have to take a drastic measure to do all these things and then you can come back later. Or maybe just change your mind. You don't want to do it at all. I know some people, they never on social media. Once you free your from negative reinforcement, so once you're free from negative enforcement, you'll find your confidence will improve. The negative voices will grow fainter and you start to love the real you even more. Okay, so now we're coming down near the end, but I have to tell you about my Learning to Love You Workshop Masterclass. Let's talk about what's in the masterclass. Video presentations by yours truly. An ebook called Loving on You, which is a guide to developing self-love. Learning to love you worksheet. So yes, of course I've given you assignments. You have to do some work. Membership invite into Get Your Life Back Facebook group, where we, you can continue to get more support inside the group. For more deets and details, that's what they call it now, let me tell you the deets, <laughs> about this masterclass and to register, go to getyourlifebackacademy.teachable.com courses. If you just go to, well, matter of fact, courses will pop up, but if you go to Get Your Life Back Academy, I should pop up. And if you need to do a little more typing, go to getyourlifebackacademy.teachable.com and I'll pop up and you'll see this particular workshop and I have other workshops as well. But I want you to get this. I mean, it's, it's packed with some good stuff that's going to help you on this love yourself journey. Now, we're going to talk about why I created this. Why this workshop? I created this Learning to Love on You workshop masterclass 
to teach you how to develop self-love in order to boost your self-esteem and heal your mind, body, and spirit because everything is going to have an effect on other parts of your life and who you are. So we're going to make learning to love yourself an enjoyable journey in this, in that workshop. I'll list all of what you will get out of it and get your, at Get Your Life Back Academy because when you go on the website, you will get details again of what's in, what you're going to learn to do all the strategies, all the topics that's going to be discussed from things that's in the workbook, the ebook, and the masterclass. Um, I have some other great virtual workshops and masterclasses, yes, on the website as well, and my academy, focused on living in and on purpose, enhancing your quality of life, and a whole lot more. And if you want to stay connected to me and you want to know where to find me, uh, really, really quick, um, the social media, I am on, okay, so my blog, I have a blog, and so a lot of things you hear me talk about, I kind of share with the people who, uh, my followers on my blog, my subscribers that are faithfully loyal, <laughs> and they get the same good content on the blog, a lot of the content, and they stay up to date with events and everything. Um, on my blog, getwhylifeback.com is my blog. If you want to know more about my services, for life coaching services, go to ShervaWhiteHoward.com. That is my name. If you want to book me as a speaker, go to ShervaWhiteHoward.com, and you'll see the page that says Speaker or Speak, and you'll get more information on how to contact me for that. Social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Pinterest on Pinterest. I am Cheryl White Howard. Instagram, Cheryl.GetYourLifeBack. Twitter, Get Your Life Back. Facebook. Cheryl, why Howard get your life back? I have a Facebook page, but my personal one is Cheryl Howard. I have a group for single women called Single Women of Purpose Group. If any of you women are single on here and you want to join that empowerment group, everything is focused on us singles, positioning ourselves for success and healthy relationships and everything else. Um, my pastoral counseling ministry, I do pastoral counseling as well as I have a ministry. You can go to healingforyoursoulministry.org. Podcast. Follow my good talks and strategies on podcasts weekly. Um, I'm on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Again, for my counseling ministries, go to Healing for Your Soul Ministries. So I am finished, beloved, with that. I'm so glad you tuned in. That went by faster than I thought it would. I was like, oh, God, this is a lot. I don't want to overwhelm the people, but I really want to give you some meat. Um, and I want you to look forward for those of you who will sign up for learning how to love you workshop masterclass, because it's just that, um, there's a lot of things you're going to get out of that. And you got the eBooks and the worksheets or workbook to keep forever. And you know, it's self-paced. So there's no end time. There's no deadline. As soon as you sign up for the workshop, you can take your time with it. It's self-paced. You can stop, rewind, pause, whatever. Um, and take your time with it and enjoy. And you can share it with somebody. I don't mind that. I want to help all I can help. But maybe you can um, encourage somebody else to buy, the, buy it for themselves so they can also engage in it on their own time when they want to. I know you know somebody who needs to love themselves just a little bit more, who needs to boost their self-esteem, who needs to, needs to increase their level of confidence. You know, they self-improve their self-concept and all of that. And so if you know somebody who battles with uh, those are issues for First of all, you can share this video with them. Um, it's on YouTube, because some of you might have seen the video on other platforms that I share it on. And let them watch it. And then tell them about the love, Learning to Love on You workshop masterclass on Get Your Life Back Academy. Get Your Life Back Academy by Cheryl Howard. I'm your host. But anyway, I'm so glad you joined me, and I hope this was a blessing to somebody. I hope I planted some seeds. I hope I started you, got you pumped up to start you on your journey of self-love. You, you took this time out with me with all of my fumbling over my words, and I do talk fast, and I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm like, ooh, pull it back in, pull it back in. I don't let that stop me, because everybody got something. That's what I'm saying. That's why I like to keep it real and be me. Some people will go back and go, oh, God, I'm going to do that whole thing over again. I studied over here, and I fumbled over this word, and I miss, I, I, not, I didn't do, use the right enunciation for this word. No, I don't do that. Unless, I have to be something bad. I, wanna, I don't want to give anybody poor quality of stuff. However, I am a human being that makes mistakes. You need to tell yourself that. You need to look in the mirror and go, I am a human being that makes mistakes. It's okay, because everybody does, okay? That's why people have a coach, have a therapist, a counselor or somebody else who kind of helps them, give them guidance. 
because none of us are perfect. That's why they say a therapist should have a therapist, a coach should have a coach. Somebody should have somebody they can look up to or somebody to keep them accountable and to help them as well, to add to their life. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why I just leave some of the little things that I do. I'm leaving the little mistakes in because it's like this at the end of the day is real. And I want you to know, and I remember sharing this with somebody before and they had watched something I did and it wasn't really how many mistakes on. I think I might've said one or two things. I can't remember what it was. And she said, cause she was, she's working on her own um, insecurities about doing certain things, right? Showing up, right? In her greatness and doing the things she know that she have inside of her, but she got to get up the courage to do it. She said, girl, if I would have said that one little thing like you did and made a little mistake, I would have shut the whole uh, masterclass down and did it over again. I said, nobody got time for that. This is the problem. It becomes a barrier. You're stopping yourself again. That is self-sabotaging. Stop it. Cut it out. <laughs> anyway, I am truly, truly done. Don't forget to uh, follow me on all of my different social media networks and go to SherwinWhiteHoward.com and get your Life Back Academy where I have a whole lot of other good things on it for you as well. Anyway, you be blessed. And until we meet again, you have peace. Okay, bye-bye.